Welcome to Paranormal, the new normal. I am your host as always, Jeremy Bryant. And with me today is a guest that, well, if you want to hear the first part of this conversation, you could check out her podcast, Paranorm Girl Podcast. And I'm going to let her tell you about it in a minute. How are you doing today, Kristen? I am doing splendid, Jeremy. Wonderful. And I'm so happy to be on. Yes, we just had a very enlightening talk for the first hour or so on her show, and this will be part two of that. So when this episode is posted, the link to her show will be posted in the description so everybody can check out the first part. So as always, Kristen, why don't you tell them a little bit about your podcast and what you like to do on it? Sure. So my podcast, uh, the Paranorm Girl podcast, is uh, essentially a, a deep dive education into the paranormal. Uh, what I do is I'll go by each season. It's it's a different subject, and I will get into the nuts and bolts. It lasts anywhere from 10 to 15 episodes of these lesson episodes, but the nuts and bolts of any given subject. So, for instance, the first season was all about shadow figures, uh, you know, so I talked about experts in the field and uh, personal experiences. I do do a skeptical side every season. I do go that route. Um, you know, second season, I covered everything Mandela effect. So it was theories and causes and, you know, experts and all of that. Um, but it, it was all born of this insatiable need to learn more about the paranormal, of course, but I come from, my background is um, I wasn't raised with any particular set faith or belief system in that, but I was raised to have an open mind to the paranormal and to the fringe, all those types of, you know, concepts. But as I grew older, I, I just kind of got to a place I didn't really know what it was that I believed or, or thought about it because, you know, nothing really happened to me. Or, or so I thought, as I went along with the show, um, I did start to remember, oh, well, yeah, that one thing did happen, or that I I did have a precog dream that one time, or I did see that one, you know, these things that you just kind of brush off as you go along. So it's very much a, a show and education for the skeptical believer in people. Which, it's always good. I mean, I don't like to put a skeptic on my show, but Sometimes I will just if ask the questions that skeptics have to ask. And just because someone has to play a skeptic sometimes. I mean, it's just the way it is, especially with some stories. You have to be like, well, is it possible it was this? Or is it possible this happened? And I mean, a lot of times they're going to say, no, it, it's not possible. And this is why. And then I'm like, all right, good. Well, that way, any skeptics who hear the show can now shut their mouths about it and just listen. <laughs> you know what? I do appreciate a good skeptical take on any given subject because I, I want to be fair about these subjects. Like the point is for me to, you know, figure out what it is that I think. Do I believe this subject? Do I actually believe it? And what is my opinion on it? And uh, I always end in a conclusion episode as to based on all of the information we've covered, what do we think? Um, so I do really do take those skeptical positions into heart. I do take it to heart. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm a lover of science. It's weird to be like so full into the paranormal. And also like, I love logic. I love science, physics, especially. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. I never took physics, thank God. But 
I am I am a science lover, so I mean I'm the same way where but it also makes things harder because science science just makes it more realistic that aliens exist, that there's a possibility of another species of of humanoid out there that we don't know about. I mean, science adds to all this because in science all things are possible. Until yeah. they're pro- until they're proven that they're not, but none of this stuff has been proven, so who knows? I just I couldn't tell you, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, for if, if we're ever going to bridge that divide, you know, between the non-believers and the believers, um, and really bring paranormal into our our normal reality, I think you know science is going to play a big part in that. All we need to do is connect that scientific mind and and that world to the paranormal and there are you know they they do do studies and there are you know research papers written and such that um they get close they do they get really close they take a real scientific method approach to certain things and uh it's it's very interesting when they when they get right up to that edge there and almost bridge the gap almost yeah i mean i just they're basically being told to stop a little bit short of what they want to say. Yeah. Do you still want your money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you keep what's in the vault over there. Little shut, <laughs> ma- shut mouth. But so as always on this show, Kristen, have you had any experiences with the supernatural or the paranormal? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said before, I I used to think that I didn't. I didn't have those kinds of experiences that would have led to a full on belief. But as I went along with the show, I I started having these memories of of certain things that did happen. So one uh, one story I I do like to tell, it's probably one of my my creepier experiences. Um, Back when I was uh, about 14 or 15, I was asleep and it was the middle of the night, like very, you know, very early in the morning. And I woke up because I felt a presence in my room. I felt somebody there. And I looked down at the foot of my bed and there's this girl standing there. And I can't immediately make her out because uh, there was a window right at the head of my bed and, you know, the moonlight was coming through and it was, it was going through the branches and the trees and it was casting all these kind of shadows that were like going like this with the wind. And so I just stared at her quietly. I could tell it was, you know, female because I could make out some aspects of the clothing and some jewelry. And then the shadows cleared a little bit on her face and, and I recognized her. I was like, oh, that's, that's my friend from school. <laughs> That's so weird that she's here. And so I, I'm looking at her. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here? And she doesn't say anything. She just keeps staring at me. And that's when that, that feeling that you get uh, when you see something in the middle of the night, it's just like, Oh, like the, this heavy, like uh, something's not good here. Um, so I was trying not to freak out. And I was like, you know what? It, I, I don't know what this is. This is definitely not my friend. I, I'm going to keep talking to it. And, you know, so that it doesn't know that I know that it's not her. And so like changing the subject, I'm like, what, what time is it? And the, the thing, the figure looks down right next to me, turns her head, looks down. And there used to be this night table, a uh, nightstand with a, a clock, a digital clock on it. And she looks down at it looks back up at me and she's like it's 350 and 
right at that moment, I, I felt like this heavy, like, ugh, like back into sleep. And, I, you know, as I'm falling back into sleep, I'm like, don't, you know, in my head, I'm don't, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. It's still there. And I couldn't help it. And I fell back into the state of sleep. But it, it's like, as soon as my head hit the pillow, it was whoa, like fully awake. I sat straight up in bed and I'm looking all over the place, you know, cause, and there's nothing there. There's, of course, there's nobody there. And so I'm calming myself down. I'm like, oh God, that was such a weird dream. And so I lay back down and I turn on my side and I'm facing the digital clock and it says 350 on the clock. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's no way I, I could have known that. I wasn't looking at the clock. I wasn't, you know, dreaming about it. It's, it was just a strange experience. And I, I've always thought of that figure as a shadow figure of some sort, even though I could see some things just because of the way that the shadows were playing on her. But yeah, I think back on that story now and before I, I, I probably did just chalk it up to a weird, you know, dream experience. But I, I look back on it now as no, that that happened to me. That is something that happened. I saw somebody, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's to have the spirit actually talk to you in, is the creepiest part. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't hear a lot of that in the, the in like stories you hear. You hear a lot of people seeing them, but not, a lot of them are not talking to other people. But right, right, and you know, it could be uh, a part of you know maybe I was in that like space. You know, when you like hypnagogia, hypno hypnopompic hallucinations when you're falling asleep or waking up and you see yeah. things, um, and you hear things. Um, so it could have been like I was just right there energetically where I was able to see whatever you want to call it, that the astral plane or, or the entities that reside just beyond our perception. Um, and so maybe I was I was experiencing that. But, um, yeah, it is it is strange to hear an entity speaking. And 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 it's strange that it looked like her. It sounded like her. Like I was convinced that that first moment that was my friend. So. Yeah, which I mean, that's unusual too. I mean, usually that's something that goes along the lines of extraterrestrials more than spirits, like being able to take the shape of someone we know. But maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, huh? It's, it's, <laughs> I, I I can't wrap my hand around that one at all. I just can't. Like I'm trying to. There's nothing I could even think of to say about it because it's just such a unique story that it's just there's there. I mean, even from a skeptic's line of sight there's nothing you can really do to disprove that because if it was somebody else in your house that was awake and you were just tired so you didn't realize i mean you would know it was them if, if you if you live with someone you're going to recognize them and sense them right away so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so i mean i don't know i don't know but any other experiences you'd like to tell us about possibly i let's see um i mean i i've seen other of course, in that in that same state, the waking up or falling asleep, I've seen, you know, um, shapes like dark shapes moving around. I've never full on seen like a figure, like like an actual, you know, shadow figure like that humanoid shape. But I've, I've seen dark shapes and what I would say are creature creaturesques moving about in the dark. Um, I, I've had a couple of precognitive dreams that I didn't realize till after the fact. Um, that they were um, trying to think of a really good, oh, well, 
it's another <laughs> it's another weird uh, nighttime story. It actually recently happened at the end of season three, uh, which was all about demons and possession. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, my final conclusion on that, just because of everything that I had researched and, and the history um, played a big part in that. I, I came to a, a differing conclusion than I think a lot of people. I don't necessarily believe the demon is what we think it is. I, I don't think it it is, you know, I, essentially, I don't believe a demon exists. I believe there is an entity that we we call a demon but i think we're we're misunderstanding something uh misperceiving something but at the end of that season uh about a week before the conclusion episode uh i i woke up again because i felt somebody in my room a presence and i'm laying there and i scan the room from right to left and in the far corner is this female standing there kind of in the shadows but i could see she's wearing this white dress like sh like um you know her her what what's the word uh cuffs cuffs go yeah, about no. halfway down and she's just standing there with her arms just down at her side and her head is forward and she's got this black mess just tangled mess of hair hanging down her face so if you're envisioning it correctly it's very much so like uh like what's the grudge the grudge lady or <laughs> the ring the, girl. The ring, yeah, as I say, it sounds a lot like the ring girl. Very much so in that vein. And I stare at she she doesn't do anything, she doesn't move, doesn't speak, nothing. She's just standing there, just stock still. And I stare at her for a second, and in my head, I'm like, this isn't real. She's not, there's nobody standing there. Lay your head back down, close your eyes, and when you look again, she will be gone. And so that's that's what I did. I just calmly laid back <laughs> and closed my eyes. And when I, you know, just three seconds later, I looked back again, and there was nothing there. She was gone. So it, it's that one is weird, just because I was I was awake. You know, there there was no change in my sleepy condition from the moment that I saw her to when I opened my eyes again and looked again, and then there was nothing there. So that one, that was a little creepy. I did tell that on the show because I like to be very transparent when things do happen with my audience, as crazy as it makes me sound. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was probably the most recent thing that took place. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, those are, my, like, those are my spooky stories. Seems like you had a lot of nightly visitors. <sighs> yeah, they, uh, the nighttime creepy crawlies love me. Apparently, I mean, I've never woken up and seen anything, thank God. But uh, <laughs> not, not something I want to wake up to. But I mean, I had. I mean, we talked about this on your show a little bit. But in my in my now wife's house, original house, she lived in. I would wake up in the middle of the night, like at three in the morning, and I would just feel like knowing something's in there. The room would be very cold, but I wouldn't see anything. I'd I'd scan the room, make sure the kids are still asleep and whatnot, but. I'd go back to bed and I'd just be like, okay, turning towards the wall now, just in case. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, uh, I, I mean, and yes, there's the whole sleep paralysis, paralysis, paralysis. Yeah. Paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't, sometimes I just can't say a simple word, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's stuff like that. I mean, they try to explain a lot of things away with sleep paralysis and I just can't, I don't, I don't, I think they associate too many things with it. 
Yeah, it's kind of a, it can be a little bit of a scapegoat, can't it? It's a scapegoat and yeah. a catch-all. It's a catch-all. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I agree. But all right, so no experiences with with UFOs, aliens, possibly, or anything more flesh and bone. <sighs> okay, so no, no experiences with the you know the the flesh and bone type, as you said, uh, creatures, cryptids, anything like that. I will. I'll, I'll tell you my experience that I. Th- think it could have been something ufo-esque but i i don't know i actually honestly don't know what i really think about it um this happened around the same time as that first story i was around about the same age and it was full daytime and i was walking down the dirt road back to our house at the end of the road and i look out into this uh we we lived uh, amongst like like trees and then fields and i looked out over this field that was to my right and I looked up in the sky and there was this giant flaming like thing. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. it. It wasn't a ball. Like it was, it was moving just so, so subtly. And it was, it was flaming. It was a, it was a ball, a ballish thing that was on fire. And I was staring at it and I was thinking like, okay, is there, are we expecting like a, like a comet shower or anything? And was there anything in the news? And I thought at the time, maybe, maybe there was like, and, and I was thinking, oh, well, I, it's a small town. I'm sure I'll, I'll see this in the news, you know, in the, uh, in the newspapers coming up this next week. And, and then it like disappeared or I, I kept walking and, you know, forgot about it. It was still up there and nothing, nobody, nobody else, nobody else, said that they saw this thing there was nothing in the papers at all reporting this thing in the sky over our town so maybe i was the only one that saw it but you know even at that point i was trying to logicalize it like oh it must be a it's it's, it's a comet you know um yeah so i know people report one ufo type is the flaming thing flaming ball or circular object uh so maybe that's what it you know, could have been. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any great UFO or alien stories of my own. My father, he he's seen him some UFOs, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get him on my show at some point to talk about his experiences, but I did not get that gene. No, I mean, well, it's weird, it's weird that you say that because typically extraterrestrials will follow a family line. I've heard say. that, yeah. Which I mean, they may skip generations, like certain traits. Who knows? I, I'm not up there with them playing these things, so I couldn't tell you. But guys, if you're hiring, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, as far as I, I mean, flaming. I have not heard of like a flaming ball type of UFO, unless really? it's a, well, unless it's UFOs crashing into Earth. But <laughs> other other. Other than that, I can't think of any that I, I mean, most UFOs I hear are, are like Tic Tac shaped or the classic mm-hmm. saucer, the classic saucers yeah, or, or the cigar shape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or the big mothership shaped. <laughs> Cause I, I have heard stories about like mothership shaped saucers before and yeah, like the kind of like the independence idea, idea of one, but I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid. Hi. <laughs> yeah, my co-host stopped by as as usual. Yeah. But, yeah. So, any 
So nothing uh, skin and bone by chance, because we always like to hear skin and bone sightings. But boy, I you know I wish I did. Um, it's not that I don't have any interest in them. I they're they're definitely not in my wheelhouse as far as like what I focus on and and talk a whole lot about on the show. Um, I'll mention them here and there, but it's it's in the same vein as how I look at extraterrestrial life. I believe cryptids and everything that could fall under that that class. I think that they are real. It is it is my opinion, I guess, or my theory that they are just basically creatures or animals that have not been discovered yet. How they are like entering and exiting our you know our base reality, I don't know, and I don't know where they're going, and I don't know how they're disappearing. I don't know that, but. I think just like, you know, the creatures that we are still discovering at the bottom of the ocean, you know, there are still things down there that we don't know exist and we won't know until we discover them. Um, same, same idea with uh, aliens and such, like I was telling you before on, uh, on my interview, um, there's something out there. I, I think it's, it's absolutely crazy to believe that we are the only intelligent life in the entire universe, in the entire thing, we're it. That is that is a, just an absurd thought to me. I cannot see how that could be. So I, I concur 100% on that, but yeah. I completely do. And yes, and as I said earlier, for anybody who didn't catch it, if you want, if you want to listen to part one, it'll be posted in the description below. But all right, so if if you have any more experiences, which is perfectly okay, because not everybody has experiences, but I mean, I you have more than I do even, so I would never hate on anybody for the amount, but because <laughs> that would not be very nice of anybody to do. You had, so, you had some, some stories to tell. Yeah. They're, they're all recent, though. They're all recent. My The first 33 years of my life were boring as hell. <laughs> but oh, that's, well that's okay <laughs> have you heard people talking recently about like the the great uh the great awakening the great enlightening that's uh supposedly happening happening right now for a lot of e... yes i have I, I mean i've heard of this great awakening that's because i've had mediums on the show talk about it and psychics mm -hmm. on the show talked about it and i honestly feel like it is i feel like I can sense something in the air when I talk to these mediums and psychics and I've connected with them. Like I never would have two, five years ago, like never, yeah. like I ju it's just like, I can feel something in my head connecting with them. And I've had some mediums tell me things off camera about my, about my life. And uh, I mean, only time will tell, but, but they've seen things in the same, in this room with me that I'm literally seeing right now. I've had mediums after we got done recording, tell me like, do you know a guy with blah, 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 like next to you? I'm like, Ooh. why? <laughs> <laughs> but and I mean, did, and did you know them? <laughs> might have been one of my grandfathers. I'm not sure, but 100% wow. could have been one of my grandfathers. But I don't know. I mean, it wasn't even the one I was close to. So I don't know how he would be, why he would be here. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't know. It's yeah. It, it, it creeps me out to some degree because I mean, <laughs> but I do love it. And I, I actually am, I actually, that, that episode of with that medium is coming out on this Wednesday when we're currently recording, though. I don't know what it will already be out by the time this episode comes out, obviously. 
And it's called Spiritual Awakening because she made me want to look more into mediumship and if I actually have an ability that I've always wanted but I didn't think I ever had. Ooh, ooh! You'll have to listen to the last couple episodes of my uh, my show. My my new season is all about psychics and mediums, and uh, and I go into a little bit of those psychic senses and how how to strengthen them for yourself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I never used to put much thought into it because I used to always think, mm-hmm. oh, all psychics are just you know carnival frauds. But I don't believe that anymore. I can't. I was skeptical about even getting mediums and psychics on my show because I just didn't know if I could keep a straight face or if I could believe everything they're saying. But I do now, and it's just it's a, it truly is a spiritual awakening for me, at least, if not the yeah. rest of the world, because I have never seen so many mediums and psychics on Facebook or tarot card readers or just people I know, people I know in my life, and all of a sudden they're into this stuff, and I'm like, where were you? Why weren't you into this when we were in high school? I could have dated you, but still. <laughs> you like, know, it's it's so much easier to 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 like poo-poo these these ideas, these paranormal ideas, such as psychics, because I myself was very skeptical on that subject. But it's so much easier standing on one side of it when you don't know anything to point at it and be like, oh, that's you know, that's bollocks, that's crap. But as you know, as you start to meet these people and have these experiences, like they're reading you through the camera um, and you start to learn about this stuff, like it just opens your world right up and it's hard to ever close your eyes to it again. It's hard to not believe that there is something to it. Yeah, right? it's a hundred percent. I mean, I, I didn't want to believe the devil existed as cool as I, I mean, Yes, I was a goth kid. Yes, I love heavy metal, and I am all about Satan. But, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, until I heard stories of people that actually believe they saw him and heard him talk in their ear and all that, like, I would never actually think there was a real Satan, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, should I be worried about going to hell now? I don't know, but it's possible. But (laughs) I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about it. I've I've made enough friends in this life that are, good with the spirit side that i think i'm good but i don't know it's just it's it's mind-blowing it's Mm mind-blowing how how much and this is why my show is named what it is because it's becoming the new normal and that spiritual awakening the person told me one people told me about that actually said your show has the perfect name and they i've had three or four psychics tell me you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in the paranormal world right now Mm -hmm. you're getting these voices out there which you're doing the same thing, but I just, I've had three or four seconds tell me this. And I'm like, I don't know if you're just being nice or if this is really a, really a message I need to take with earnesty and everything. And I'm like, thank you. I I hope it's true. I hope that's true. I mean, I, either way, keep going with it because you obviously really enjoy it, you know, so long as you enjoy doing the thing and you are doing a good thing. I, I mean, I think we all are where we are essentially educating people. Um, and and giving them a safe space to have those conversations and to talk about their experiences, which does seem like you were saying, like with with this spiritual awakening or energetic shift that's happening, it's it's happening more. You know, there's more experiences coming out every day and uh, people are starting to see things like, you know, you said you were how old when you first started seeing things that wasn't that long ago. Um, early you know, 30s yeah yeah so so people are are starting to almost like 
come online in a weird in a weird way, come online to and and experiencing these things for the first time in their lives. I I like that phrase, come online, because I <laughs> I I can so believe sometimes that we are living in a matrix. Yeah, uh, my my boyfriend will tell you that we we are definitely one hundred percent, no doubt. Yeah, which I I can believe it because I've heard so many stories on Monsters Among Us podcast of glitches in the matrix and mm. they don't make sense when they happen and there's no logical explanation for what happens yeah. so it's i don't know i mean do i think it's a human matrix no do i think it's an extraterrestrial matrix we're living in possibly i don't mm. want to say yes in case they're listening but i, <laughs> I they're I always do. listening jeremy always. Oh, oh always always but it's possible it's highly possible i mean a matrix system or even a dream world if you want to call it that that we live in and yeah. our real bodies are always in a, are they're in a permanent coma in some alien base i mean who knows <clears throat> maybe maybe in world war ii they really did destroy the world with nukes and we just whoever was left was just bred and kept alive by aliens for entertainment purposes. I don't know. Oh yeah, who, I mean, who knows? That's why we do this. Who knows? Book idea right there. But <laughs> I will think of that in the future. I hope. But all right, we can jump over to my favorite segment of my show, and that is creature feature because there are. Oh, it's always a fun time when people know their paranormal stuff, and you can, they can actually talk back to you and say. No, you're an idiot for thinking that. But no, no one ever said that to me. But uh, <laughs> I'll say it to you. How about a, I'll, I'll I'll do that favor for you? <laughs> promises, promises. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of what I should go with first here. What we didn't talk about in your show, maybe. All right, you know what? Let's talk about this because I need a little refresher in it anyway. Because I am having a guest on tomorrow night on Parapost Network, who actually suppose we saw this creature with his friends mm -hmm. and let's talk about mothman oh okay I'm, I'm gonna do my best here to talk about mothman that is one subject i have not gotten too far into i probably know the basics though well we don't really we're not i mean i'm not trying to get someone to teach a class on it here <laughs> I, i'm just trying to we theorize about whether we believe it exists or not and uh -huh. if it does what is its purpose all right mothman um i'm gonna because there are so many accounts of this thing and even up till uh recently people are still experiencing these encounters um i put a lot of stock into not just that somebody is encountering, but the fact that there's numerous encounters with any given creature. So I am going to have to lean more towards, yes, I think this this thing is real. I believe it to be real. Um, as far as its purpose. Now, that's an interesting thing to think about because uh, I have heard what other people think the purpose of it is that it is kind of this harbinger of um bad luck and and you know horrible things that are happening but in the same vein as like a like a hatman character it's also been said that it's actually there serving as a warning before yeah. the bad thing happens and and people just uh, aren't 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 keen to it you know they don't realize it till it's too late 
Hatman. That's the first mention of Hatman on my show ever, uh, I think. Oh, I and, love me some Hatman talk. And Hatman is, yeah, Hatman's a rather new phenomenon in the paranormal world that people didn't really talk about for a long time. And slowly and slowly, I'm hearing more stories about it, and it creeps me out every time. But Yeah, yeah, he, he really came uh, came into the, the, the mainstream back, um, I, I'd have to say, because you're right, it is very recent. There's not a whole heck of a lot of stories and encounters that I discovered um, even in the last hundred years. But in the last few decades or so, especially around, you know, the time that that Internet became, you know, came into the personal home and, and people were started able to share those types of stories. But um, two experts on at least shadow people and then, of course, Hatman um, would be Heidi Hollis and Mike Ricksecker, who uh, who do talk about them and, and talk about the encounters and experiences. And I think that they really helped with their books. Um, and their research bring this concept into the mainstream. Um, but yeah, Heidi Hollis is especially like she she is at the forefront of the hat man phenomenon. <laughs> um, she's she looks at it more as a negative entity, uh, whereas that was not my final conclusion. Um, but yeah, there's some real interesting encounters with this thing. And and again, it's one of those things that there's so many, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to think otherwise. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, Mothman, yes, it's been said that it's possibly a harbinger of doom, like a mm. demon, or uh, I don't like to use, I don't like the word demon. I just don't, which is why <laughs> I, I, I resonated with your conclusion from your show, because I do believe in underworld creatures, though, because they've been there since the beginning of time in our ancient mythology and ancient stories. Yeah. There's there's always a a Lucifer, a Hades, a all the other ones I'm forget all the other ones I'm forgetting in the, the a hell like with one L like there's 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 always some kind of not demonic entity but underworld entity where they live underground but I don't know I mean it's we might get into that a little more in another topic but I've also heard theories that the Mothman is un heavenly entity or a above entity i don't like the word i don't like the word angel either but no even though i've had people tell me that's what they like to be called is angels but so if it is if it is more of a an angelic type creature like are people saying that because it is that they're looking at it as more of a like a warning type thing that's happening Yes, t- like, typically, typically those who believe in the heavenly creature theory believe it is a for a forbearer of bad news coming. I mean that you're going to see it before a bridge collapses. Which mm. I mean, and there are people who believe it brings doom, which comes where's the that's where the underworld entity part comes in. Because people believe it brings doom with it. But okay. I mean, as I had someone on the show tell me a couple weeks ago. The people who built that bridge in, oh my God, why am I forgetting it now? <laughs> uh, people who built that bridge in the original town, the Mothman took place in the Mothman prophecies wrote about. That bridge, people who built that bridge said it was built horribly and that it was going to collapse eventually. Oh, okay. And the fact that, the fact that it happened and they saw this creature beforehand, maybe the creature could sense something was going on and it just was warning people about it. But yeah. Why is it supposed to be killing a dog then? And why is it supposed to be chasing down teenagers in cars? If this is, 
I'm trying to tell you that the bridge is going to collapse. Slow down. But it just, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, yeah. uh, I just get, I mean, I, uh, and I mean, as far as Mothman goes, that's one of the few creatures I can believe is ultra terrestrial, meaning it comes from another dimension. Okay. Okay. Which, yeah. Which I, hmm. Well, I'll find out more tomorrow night as I interview someone who actually saw the Mothman. And we will be live here on Parapost tomorrow night about that on the Monday the 25th, talking about that, I believe, at 6 p.m. Eastern. But I, and I'm actually excited because this is the first person I've ever heard of that was looking to talk on podcasts that actually thinks he's seen a Mothman. And mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I, I was working today and I saw this and I jumped on it right away. I'm like, yes, I almost crashed my car. Yes, please. Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting. That's exciting. I'll have to catch that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a first. But so, I mean, could Mothman be an alien too? Oh, highly possible because there's been more than one sighted. I mean, Mm -hmm. Chernobyl, the original sightings in the 70s or, yeah, it was 70s. And why can't I think of that town's name? My God. I swear to God, some shows I have it right there. Some shows I don't. But... The the Mothman Town. Yeah, was that, Point was Pleasant. That Point, Point Pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It always takes a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's also been seen in Chicago. That that's what, on your show when I said that Trump talked about us. He talked about Mothman. Oh, I missed that. And Trump made a comment about all the Mothman sightings in Chicago in 2017, 18. Hmm. No, I missed that. Yeah. Because a good president looks into paranormal, but uh, at least in my mind. <laughs> but all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to one of my favorite subjects I love about paranormal. We're going to go into, and if you don't really know this subject that well, it's okay. A lot of people don't. I, I'm i just someone who's been looking at this subject for 20 years. <laughs> but okay. We're going to talk about Mokele Mbembe. And the idea of living dinosaurs. Ooh. I, I'm going to have to say I do not know a thing. Are we <laughs> are we talking like uh like uh what's the Lake Champlain monster or Loch Ness Monster? I typically like to leave water monsters for another so, uh, for, as their own subject, basically. Okay, so the, you don't consider those are not like like living uh, dinosaurs. That's one theory for them, actually, yes, but we can we can go to them next though. I mean, but basically, if you haven't heard of Mokele Mbembe, he is supposedly a brontosaurus type dinosaur creature that he's been reported in the Congo. I, forget, I always forget the freaking exact uh, country he's in, but and he's it's not shit. I'm saying he, but I don't know if it's a he. It has been seen by natives for thousands of years. It lives in a river. It lives in a river or a lake or a big pond, something like that. And it basically, you'll, the natives will see it pop out of the water, and it'll eat fish, it'll eat tree leaves, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it it has killed hippos when hippos have made it mad, so oh okay. But I... they call they call it Mkole Mbembe, which means the one who blocks the river. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I've never heard of this. Mbembe. Mokele Mbembe. I always have to look at how it's spelled to pronounce it right because it's just one of those words. But 
Huh. Yeah, he. It has. I don't know why I keep trying to give him a gender, but it has been reported on since the 1800s in the white man's eyes, and they showed them pictures of everything imaginable down there, like crocodile. Nope. Hippo. Nope. Rhino. Nope. Oh, what's this book over here? Oh, that's a dinosaur book. That's it. Huh. And the natives literally said, like, that, yes, yes, it's it's that. And it was a picture, I believe, of a brontosaurus or something similar. I can't remember the exact species name, but it was mind-blowing. And there's been books written about it. And then recently, I've been here, you hear more and more stories about this tribe in South America that worships a raptor, like a velociraptor looking creature that lives in, they say, live in the woods around their village. Whoa. Ooh. They worship they worship them as godlike entities and they warn tourists, do not go in the woods, you will not come back. Yeah. See, this is this is a all right. This would be a tough subject. I guess maybe I'm having a hard time wrapping my my mind around it. Just because if if there are currently living dinosaurs on earth today. There would had to have been multiple of them yep. because the, the 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 big extinction happened what uh, sixty five million years ago something like that. I mean it, it's it's been a very 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 long time since then. So even if you know some um, survived, you know the big meteor asteroid or whatever uh, hit if they survived enough of them survived to continue propagating their species, it would be, it's incredibly unlikely to me that over the course of that amount of time that we would only be seeing like, you know, like just one or two um, that they wouldn't be more, more apparent. Like, like we should be seeing like news stories watching a, a brontosaurus in this living in this river it's a river right i believe it's a river based on yeah. the name they gave it but i it's been see the I, thing is though yes it's been a long time since all these things supposedly went extinct but what if people have been seeing them for since that time what if cavemen were fighting dinosaurs like what if it really happened the way it's shown on tv and in video games sometimes like what if what if as human population spread and got bigger, we killed off plenty, I'm sure, as we do with everything else in the world. But what if they learned, like Bigfoots and other creatures, we need to go away from these horrible, horrible humans who just kill everything they see because they are born that way. And let's go hide. Like, if that's mm -hmm. basically what they're saying to each other in whatever speak they use, then and they're going to recede into the darkest deepest parts of the jungle which we still haven't touched mm -hmm. i i would i would give credence to that you actually reminded me um what is the name of the book i just read it i was thinking about having him on my show but um he writes about this creature that's reported down in uh just the the deepest so so removed so far removed from civilization rainforests in somewhere in south america and people that travel in because you have to like hike into this specific area and it's this uh, water underground water system 
And there have been numerous people who have reported when they got to this area seeing these almost dinosaur-like creatures. They're smaller. We're not talking like brontosaurus size. Um, they're smaller, but they are definitely, uh, what, is, what are they, Ple pletiosaurus? Ple the ones with the flippers that specifically are Ple water. Ple Pleiosaurus, yeah. Pleiosaurus, okay, yeah. That they they look very very similar to what we originally thought you know the pleiosaurus would look like, um, and there's there's this group of them that actually live in this area, and they've gone undetected. The theory is that they've gone undetected all this time because they are out in the remotest area of the earth you could possibly imagine. So they've gone undetected from you know humanity's eyes anyway. Uh, so that's what you reminded me of. And I was like, well, yeah, if, if something is so removed from civilization that they could just survive like that and not be killed off and not be, you know, we, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know that they were still there and they could survive. I, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, and the last part of this always is before we move on to the water-based ones is there have been plenty of sightings of what some people call thunderbirds, but what they look like are pterodactyls and pterodons in the Southwest America. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you ever saw it, but I used to watch Monsters and Mysteries in Americas back in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And one of their amazing retellings, for lack of a better word, uh, is of a pterodactyl picking up a six or seven year old boy off his front lawn in a south southwestern Utah, southwestern United States in the seventies, I believe it was. Whoa! This was a story that they reported on it on the show. Well, Monsters and Mysteries in America is like Monster Quest. It's uh, re it's acted out retellings in a way, or like animated retellings of the stories that supposedly what happened. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay, but. But I mean, it's it's a very good show. I recommend for anybody who's in the paranormal, because a lot of the stories they do are famous ones too, like just ones that everybody knows about, like the Ape Canyon incident and whatnot. But well, anybody who researches anybody who researches cryptids, basically. But mm -hmm. so, I mean, and what a lot of people bring to mind when they I bring up living dinosaurs is the Hollow Earth theory. Hmm. Okay. Which, that's one of the answers to when people say, but they've been extinct for 65 million years. What if they haven't? What if no. they got trapped in a hollow earth in like a land of the lost savage land type area and they just decided, well, they didn't decide, but they got blocked in by the crater asteroids hitting earth and the earth, earth like shaking and probably blocking off some of the tunnels and whatnot. And then as humans begin to mine and dig in the ground, Maybe we open some of these pathways without realizing it. And I mean, there's been plenty of stories of mines and back in the 40s to the 70s of people opening mines. And once they get deep enough, something scares all the workers out and they don't want to talk about it. Hmm. And the mine usually shuts down shortly after and gets covered and gets filled in so that yeah. whatever's in there can stay in there. But and huh. they're all and at, I mean, if you also look at dragons, which have been in stories, in mythology, in legend, in religion, since the beginning of time with humans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, what if these dinosaurs, what if what we call dinosaurs were and are dragons? What if instead of, I mean, 
yes, that you have the Asian dragon that looks more like a snake, obviously, and you have the European big Harry Potter dragons, but which, yeah. I don't well, see, that, that's that's an interesting point that the the fact that people that dragons do play such a large part uh, throughout history and and throughout you know our artistic and and cultural renditions of it, like that is that's an interesting point. Because I was thinking, like, well, you know, if dinosaurs <laughs> were existing throughout uh, throughout the centuries, we would have seen something. But that is a good point. Dragons. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, and I've actually had an investigator on here a couple weeks ago named Lon Strickler from Phantoms and Monsters Radio, mm-hmm. and he has investigated reports of dragons out of Pennsylvania of the of the coal mines of Pennsylvania. Hmm. So, or if not dragons, that's just the best name these people could think to describe these things. Dragons so, in Pennsylvania. Hmm. That, 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 that's where Hogwarts <laughs> is. That's where Hogwarts is. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Hogwarts, Pennsylvania, that'd be rich. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's too many. I can't believe dinosaurs died out completely. There's too many sightings of different things. And... I mean, yeah, you're not gonna see a T Rex running through Manhattan, but it's it's not as glorified as the movies make it seem, but I believe to some degree it does exist they do exist still and it's it's easily possible. I think yeah. it's easily possible. I mean, mammoths have been sighted in Siberia, Russia, like in the last twenty years. Woolly mammoths. So and I haven't heard that. Wow. That's I didn't hear it either until a couple weeks ago when someone I was interviewing told me about it, which is why I love this show because I hear about so many things I never heard of. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if woolly mammoths are alive and I mean, if dinosaurs are around still, supposedly I can believe woolly mammoths are still around in like frozen tundra lands up up north. Maybe Antarctica is blocked off for a reason. Yeah, they don't they don't let people. Up there, right? They, like right, they, right at the uh, poles. They only let science, They only let scientists and journalists. At most, there is a hundred and fifty people allowed on the continent at once, basically. Hmm. But yeah. they all they all they all stay in a research base. Okay. They don't. They obviously don't venture out because you'll die. But it's so. What? The, where are they hiding? What do they know about? Is there a hollow earth entrance in Antarctica they know about? That's the biggest one or something. And that's, I don't know. Maybe that's something. I. It's interesting. I mean, it's just, what is the government hiding? That's the bottom line is, what is the government hiding? Theories, but, theories. Yep. As we like to say in this show, there are so many wormholes we can go down with this one that it would be an all-day affair. But. Well, I said we can go to it next, so let's go to Water Monsters, because I do love Water Monsters since I was a kid, and Ogopogo, Loch Ness, mm-hmm. all the other ones I can't think of, Champ, all the other ones I can think of right now, but, I mean, there's just so many good Water Monsters out there that it's just, and yes, it's got, it does completely tie into dinosaurs still being alive, but there's even more of a chance with how little we explore the ocean that dinosaurs survived in the water yeah yeah which i don't know i mean i actually have one of the premier Loch Ness researchers coming on in august but 
Yeah, I, you know, the ocean in my mind is like that last great frontier, at least here on Earth. Um, that it, it, m most of the ocean has not been explored yet. Nobody's been there. Most yep. of it. So who the heck knows, you know, what's living in it? What's living? If you go far enough, what are you going to, what are you going to find down there? Very well could be the hiding spot for, um, you know, something, something ancient that's just been able to survive. Um, what's the, uh, the big, the big fish that uh, not, it's not a fish, like, like the big, what was it called? Mega. The Meg. Megalodon. Or the, yeah, it's a shark. Yeah. The, the uh, Meg, yeah. The Meg, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of a lot of interesting reports and accounts of you know finding finding gigantic skeletal remains of what appears to be you know that prehistoric shark, um, and you know could it could it survive down you know in the in the depths of the ocean, the very bottom, the ocean floor, could it survive down there? There's some weird stuff down there. There is, and also, I mean, well, like the, I mean, the the movie The Meg kind of hit on this with the whole, there's a, there's like a layer down there that we can't go past without instruments, and that the Meg's been living, the megalodons have been below that since mm -hmm. prehistoric times, and they just, we when we finally went down there, they were able to break free. Yeah, or they or they are a couple of them were finally able to break free on their own, but I don't know. I mean, it, there's definitely things in the ocean that we don't know about. Mm. Like like on your show, we talked about the Greenland shark and the giant squid and other just sea creatures that were legends. The giant squids were legends of pirates and explorers. Yeah, until... they were the sea monsters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it turns out they weren't the sea monsters. That there, <laughs> there, there might be other sea monsters, which I mean, there were, there always were like dragon-esque sea monsters in pirate tales as well, too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've read real pirate diaries where they talked about seeing dragon-like sea sea serpents and whatnot that would come up and de destroy a whole ship. But so, do I believe that there's a possibility? I mean, yes, I follow Katie Elizabeth. She's she, she started the International Dracontology Alliance. And she is out by Loch Ness a lot looking for Nessie during a certain part of the year when she is Nessie is supposed to be seen. Mm -hmm. And and she's posted videos and pictures on Facebook. And sometimes, some of them, I'm like, did I really just see a picture of Nessie? And I believe I might have been some of them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's... Some some pretty uh, interesting photos that have been taken over the years, yeah. And once again, the stories of this creature, Nessie alone, but all these creatures, goes back to natives of every society. The natives mm -hmm. in Scotland had stories and cave drawings of a sea serpent. Yeah. So yeah, if it's been around this long, who's to say it's not real? I mean. I doubt they're just gonna make it up and keep the story going for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, but do you ever do you ever wonder how how it's continuing? Like how wouldn't reproduction? We, I know, uh, right? But wouldn't we be seeing more? We could, we are, but we just don't realize it. We think we're seeing yeah. the same. We think we're seeing the same one, but good. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not seeing it often enough where we could say like, 
oh, I saw this one over in the west part of the lock at two in the afternoon, and mm -hmm. this guy saw saw the this one over all the way over on the east side of the lock at two ten. Like, no, it's like yeah, no, yeah. no one no one's seeing it enough to really say like, oh, I saw one here, I saw one here, same day, same time. Like, it's not gonna happen. I mean, that's happened with Bigfoot sightings. Oh yes, but but that's because we know there's more than one of them out there. There's I gotcha. Tri tribes of them out there, basically. But all right. Um, well, we did talk about this on your show a little bit, but we never really got fully into it. And I'm kind of dying to hear what you believe because I know you know it's my favorite. So, what do you think of dogmen? <laughs> dogmen, boy. Um, I, I, I'm. I mean, it seems so werewolfish, you know? See, I hate the word werewolf. Yeah, I oh, really? hate the word werewolf because, yes, werewolves are from story tales. Yeah. Not from... That, is that what people called these creatures back in the medieval times and until the last 50 years? Then possibly, possibly. But they made up all the freaking rules about the moon and mm. silver bullets. Like, they made up all that crap for storytelling, but what if there really are dogmen out there who can change back and forth between humans and dogs, and what if it's a genetic line that's passed down through families? And what if these families are the ones that live in the outskirts of town, and they don't socialize with the town that much? So, okay, so I'm coming from a place of not knowing much about the dogman phenomenon but are you is that is that a, a a pretty mainstream idea that dog men are actually like lycanthropic like they can change forms um, or is it just a straight cryptid like a like a bigfoot there's theories in both but because okay. they're i mean there's a famous song from like the 70s or 80s where it's like me, me, and my friends were playing in the woods with this dog. It ran the log, and it came out the other end of man. Okay. Oh, okay. But there's also the theory that they're like Bigfoot, like they're that they're a terrestrial, and that they were just have always been here. I mean, the ancient Egyptians had a god that looked like what we can now consider a dog man, and there's been stories of werewolves since ancient Greece and ancient. Roman somewhat. Oh yeah, I mean, Rome was founded by wolves. <laughs> so, it's ingrained in our heads that it's a fairy tale, a, a fable, but I've I've had people on the show who have had who have had, known people with experiences with dogma experiences and Lon Strickler of Pennsylvania investigates them constantly. Mm -hmm. He's had them charge at people and like bluff people. But I don't, I don't know because it's just one of those things where it's, there is a website out there that I want to get the queers of it on here. But it's North American Dogman Project. And oh, okay. And they, they just research and, and follow there are, sightings. They, have, they report sightings on their site. Anybody can mm -hmm. report a sighting on their site. And there's a map on there. And there are red dots for every sighting. This map will make you not want to sleep at night or go outside after dark. Everywhere, huh? <laughs> everywhere. And, I mean, there's been sightings in Alaska. There's been sightings everywhere except everywhere, everywhere in America, except Hawaii, and around the world. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a universe. It's a 
global topic, basically, because they're everywhere. They just are. But I would say with to to kind of flesh out my I, I guess ideas on its existence or whether I believe it. Um, I have seen like reportedly captured footage of uh, of dogmen. And I, I do take a skeptical take on that because I come from a filmmaking background. So I do know how just how easy it is to uh, create the, the footage that you want to see. I, yeah. So I'm a little bit more skeptical. I'm, I'm skeptical, at least on the physical ev evidence that I've seen of these creatures. If we're just theorizing and playing around here, I suppose I would put it in the same category as I would think of. Bigfoot. I think it is. I, I. It's entirely possible that this creature is out there. It's. It's hanging around remote places, you know, during the day or whatever, so people aren't like stumbling across it every every second. But yeah, it's entirely possible it exists. Unfortunately, I just have not seen the evidence that I would say. Oh, definitely. That's that's. Yeah. Like I. I think that Bigfoot is more likely to exist than than this creature but again i i don't know i'm coming at a place i don't know much about it i haven't learned enough about it to really think to you know you know what i mean like think too deep yeah about it. yeah i mean i understand 100 and it's just i've been i've heard so many stories and i just i have to believe i have to yeah yeah and in a world where there's bigfoot why couldn't there be dog men i mean dogs are one of the most intelligent species next to humans so why couldn't there be intelligent dogs out there that can walk like a man and act like a man? I mean, the beast of Bray Road, the, yeah. the the beast of the land between the lakes in Michigan or uh, Wisconsin, I think it is. But yeah, Wisconsin, the land, of, the, the beast of the land between the lakes, which is a very, very vicious dogman story. Mm -hmm. Like a, a little girl gets murdered by a dogman, supposedly. So. Right. Yes. And she and she, and the corpse was found hanging from a hanging in a tree, which oh, is why yeah. they which is which is which they said no human can get up with a ladder, and there was no ladder on the property. So, yeah, yeah. And this is back before you know you could throw a ladder in the back of a pickup truck and just go up somewhere, but especially on an island in the middle of a lake. But so I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I. I love dogmen because it's just such a possible thing to me. It just is. Yeah, I mean. yeah. But all right, let's go a different direction here a little okay. bit because I got a bunch of creatures that are similar to that. But let's go with. Have you heard of mirrored men? Mirror men. Mirrored no. men. Mirrored men. I have not. Never heard of that. Yeah, well, uh, well, you're not the first person on my show to not hear the metric. Uh, I'm curious, though. I stumped Small Town Monsters, Mark Maskey, with this last time. So I was very excited I could stump a Small Town Monster uh, podcaster. But basically, mirrored men are seen a lot of times in rural or just not populated areas. Mm -hmm. And they're seen a lot by children, too. And You'll be looking at a, a child in some of these stories. Will be looking out their bedroom window at late at night. They wake up and they just get the urge to look out their window, and they see three men in matching clothes, matching everything, same height, same size. They're walking in perfect 
units in down the street or down the middle of the street, whatever, down sidewalk, and they all move at the exact same speed at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And when the person comes to that saw them, it's six, eight, nine, ten hours later. And there have been multiple sightings of these. I heard about this, as my listeners know by now, by from a Monsters Among Us podcast. That's where I first heard of these and heard people calling in their experiences with these creatures. Huh. And since then, yeah, since then they've gotten a little bit of a buzz around them. But is, just, is this a is this more like a recent phenomenon? Yes, it's within the last five years. It really picked up into like a more known phenomenon than ever before but okay there, there are people that reported back to i think like the 80s and 90s interesting so so they are really just they're normal it's a normal man but it's, I mean, it's like duplicates it, it's it's as if triplicates it's as if they're, yeah of of the same person like yes. it's a it's a human person Interesting. I've never heard of this phenomenon. So yeah, that's what I was asking if it's more recent. Um, I just haven't come across it. Yeah, I mean, I have yet to find anybody who's had an actual experience that like I can interview about it, but uh-huh. I, I've heard plenty of other people on other podcasts tell their stories. And of course they don't these are all these are all usually either anonymous or just first name confessions, so you can't contact them and be like Hey, won't be my show. But, yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's interesting to me because in the theory that's usually thrown to these is because of lost time, people like to go the alien route. Yeah. See, that's what, that was my thought too. When you were telling me that, that people, you know, come to hours later after seeing these things. But they also go, what if it's a men in black thing? And that, yep. Yeah. That's actually the, the the image that I got in my head when you were describing this creature or these creatures uh, was actually men in black suits and a black hat and the sunglasses all walking in unison. But it's weird because men in black, when they've been reported in the past, mm-hmm. are kind of like the movies in some degree because they act like normal men. But they just I mean, they they've been reported like being a little weird or being like very intense when they're around you. But. Mm-hmm. They walk like normal men. They don't walk in synchronization. I'm sure one one of them trips once in a while and falls on his face. But I mean, I don't, it's just I don't know. I mean, mirrored men. I literally I don't know much either about them. I just know what I've heard, and I just like to always bring them up with podcasters because I do this same thing as me because it's just yeah. have you just see if I can ever hear anything new about them. But, well, you know what? Uh, to throw something weird and new out there, just a theory as to what it could be. Could this possibly be when the Matrix glitches, the reality glitches, and we get that quick little peek into some other dimension, some other reality, and maybe in this other dimension or reality, this creature or whatever it is, this is how they are. This is just normal for them. And we're just, whoop, you know, real quick seeing it. And then... Uh, you know, reality unglitches, and we're back to back to normal. It wouldn't explain the lost time, though. Wouldn't explain that. But I mean, who the heck knows? We we uh, come across all kinds of weird entities and beings and creatures all the time in these experiences. So why not? Maybe it's just another one. Yeah, I mean, 
to go to go with your glitch in the matrix theory, the lost time could be the careers of the matrix putting everything back together. Sure. Yeah. And knocking you out for while they do it. Maybe they make you see that so that your tension's elsewhere for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely go down wormholes with that. Someone called Neo, but that's for sure. But all right. Um, all right. I think actually, since we already kind of talked about their counterpart, let's talk about these. Do you believe that vampires ever or still do exist? Oh boy. I, I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. However, I know for a fact that there are people currently, uh, especially in New Orleans where I used to live, there are people who who identify as vampire, but it's very much so not in the folkloric uh, Bram Stoker, you know, sense of the word. No, I I don't think there are creatures out there the 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 undead beautiful and young and perfect forever f subsisting off of the blood of others I, I don't think that's real just in the very limited information that i have come across but that that's where i sit with that one just because I, I did talk about them a little bit in the demon uh season yeah yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to listen to your show because I, I want to hear that season so bad. But um, <laughs> check it out. I I will. I I mean I'm always looking for podcasts. But well, okay. Let me rephrase that. I have a lot of podcasts to listen to already, but I am always still finding more I have to listen to, and it just never ends. It always keeps adding up. But, oh yeah, no, I got a list of about uh, like thirty that I have to regularly <laughs> cycle through because <laughs> I but, need my, my you know you get to know them and you need your fix. Yeah, go ahead. Have you heard of the Highgate Vampire in London? I I have not. It sounds familiar, but I, I I don't know what that is. In the Highgate Cemetery in London, there is a creature who has been seen at night in the cemetery for the last hundred years at least, mm -hmm. and it's always there. People, multiple people have seen it, at, but they never get close to it, and they also have found people in the cemetery dead drained of their blood oh okay wait so people are saying that they see this creature people have seen this creature multiple times supposedly reported like seeing this creature multiple times you go there people who have gone in there at night get a creepy feeling and you feel like something's following you okay which How i mean <sighs> vampires I kind of do believe they did exist at one point in a way, but what if they still do exist? What if they still live in... Cause I, I mean, Bram Stoker got it right, I think, from some degree, because I think they did live originally in Eastern Europe area, Asian area, Asia especially, where they lived, and as the world got bigger, they just isolated themselves more, and they figured out how to get how to keep themselves alive without having to kill people constantly, like in the stories. Wasn't wasn't Dracula though based off of um Dracula was based yeah, Dracula Vlad was, the Impaler. Yes, Dracula was based off Vlad the Impaler in some degree. And but there was a supernatural myth around Vlad the Impaler. And oh. I mean 
and Dracula is also based off of uh, what's her name, the English lord, lord who Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory. She used to kill her servants, and she thought by bathing their blood, she would keep herself young. Dang! All right. That was back in the third. I think that's back in the thirteen hundreds, but. And basically, she got found out one day when one of them escaped and told the village, and then eventually she, she got killed. But mm-hmm. but that's also what Hostel 2 is slightly based upon. But well, That sounds very much like Madame LaLaurie, too. Um, oh, from in, New, Orle- in New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how she treated her slaves is, was horrendous. I, I think they took some artistic liberties when they uh, covered that character in... American Horror Story. American Horror Story, where she was literally painting her face with her blood. I I don't know if it went that far, but yeah, you know, there's some New some, Orleans. Uh, <laughs> New, or- New Orleans can be a dark and twisted place, so I can it believe it. Sure can, yeah. And actually, there is a famous vampire case in New Orleans too, in the seventies or eighties, I believe, where I believe it was two brothers, possibly, who owned a house together, and they'd have wild parties, and then. Uh, eventually, like people went into the house, like because you weren't allowed in the party. Not everybody was allowed in the party. Like they only invite certain people, mm-hmm. and eventually, like people end up going missing, and like, and they all said like they were at this party, but no, they never could find any proof that these brothers did anything. And then eventually, mm-hmm. when they got in, they realized that the brothers had fled, but there were bodies all over the house. I wonder, boy, that that does ring a bell. That wasn't the Sultan's palace thing was it i can't oh gosh i, don't I can't think remember so. okay so they it's, were they were saying like that's vam that was vampiric i mean yeah i mean new orleans new orleans is like the bridgewater triangle and a lot of other areas it's just a center for paranormal supernatural stuff to happen yeah I mean, yeah it's, you, well it's so historic and it's just soaked in that that history and there's which, so many things it's such a transitory place too so many People I mean, in and out. if you live in New Orleans too, then or you did, so there is a huge dogman lore down there as well with the Rougarou. Yep, the Rougarou. Yeah, I uh, yeah actually was not talking about the Rougarou per se, but I was on another show recently, and we were talking about the Honey Island Sasquatch. Yeah, Honey Island uh, uh, Swamp Monster. Yep. Um, and I was thinking just because I had read it right before that maybe some people were misunderstanding that what they were seeing um, as w- thinking what they were seeing was the Rougarou when in fact they might have been looking at uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster because there are some reports of that particular cryptid with an elongated snout. So, I don't know, it's just something we were talking about, but yeah, yeah, the Ruger, that's right, that's well, out, out in Homa. I don't know if you listened to it, but the the episode I did with Christopher Susie, um, You Mean the Devil Makes Three, mm-hmm. but one of his army buddies is from New Orleans, and New Orleans, however you want to pronounce it, and he had two encounters with a dogman when he was a child. And hmm. they were they yeah. were they were in Egypt serving in the military at that point. And he saw a statue of one of the dog god they have. I think it's Anubis. I'm not Anubis, sure. Anubis, yeah. Yeah. And he freaked out, and he's like, "What is that? What is that? What's that statue of?" And they're like, "That's an ancient Egyptian god." And he's like, "I've seen that in my backyard twice when I was a kid." Oh wow! 
and the way like the way the way he said it, like he saw he said it so deadpan serious and scared that mm-hmm. they couldn't help but believe him so oh, yeah when somebody tells a story like that i mean you can you can just tell like they're if they're working from real fear like you can tell that something occurred to them something happened yeah i mean def i mean i don't know it's just i can't remember what you're oh vampires yeah but vampire i mean i don't think they're I don't know. It's hard to tell. If they are surviving, I'll I'll say this. If they're surviving, there's a small number of them. They're not a huge society that lives underground or anything, and they're not feeding upon humans constantly, because humans would notice if they had two bite marks on the side of their neck or any part of their body eventually, and they'd try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You would think so, but, you know, people go missing all the time, too. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but I, it's hard. I mean, I can't think of it, but so hmm, trying to think of where else we could go with this. We did the vampires and the werewolves. Roger, I told you my shadow people theory on your show. I want to hear yours. My shadow people theory. Since I know I have, you did a season on them. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> all right. So I want to designate here real briefly that I do make a distinction between shadow figures and then the the characters that we've come to know as like the hat man, the hooded figure, the old hag, those type of like nighttime shadowy type creatures, I think there is a difference between them. Uh, Shadow figures as a whole, their own creature, I did come to the conclusion that they are other dimensional, that that's how they're, you know, they're existing on their plane of existence at all times, and how they're, they're flitting, that's how they can flit in and out of our reality. Because, you know, they're completely different vibration, completely different energy. And at that time, it was my opinion that they had that ability to kind of cross that veil, you know, kind of enter our reality. And then people, you know, report them moving very, very quickly, like absurdly quick when they take off or or run away or they run right into a wall and then they're just poof, gone. Well, how are they doing that? I think they are just simply you know, flipping the switch so that they can go back into their own dimension or reality, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I do, I do think there are other <laughs> dimensional beings. <laughs> um, there, I had a recent guest on the show who had me thinking quite a bit. He's an act at astral projector and he's been doing it for decades and he's explored other dimensions and different levels of consciousness and stuff like that. And he was talking about some of the entities that he's encountered when he first started out astral projecting. And one of them it's, it's called the, the uh, dweller on the threshold. And, uh, and it, it, he described it as these shadowy figures, these shadow beings that he would encounter as soon as he entered the astral plane, like exit body in the astral plane, there they are. Um, So whether their dimension, shadow figures dimension is 
the astral plane or it's just somewhere else entirely, I think these things have the ability to almost fluidly move uh, to different planes, you know, very, very much so easily, more so easily for them. I also don't think, and we talked about this on that episode as well, I don't think we are able to actually correctly perceive what they actually look like. We perceive a shadow. It's just the absence of light. But there are things here right now that exist in our reality right now that you and I, we cannot see. Doesn't mean they're not there. Doesn't mean they don't exist. They are there. We just cannot see it with, with our range of vision. There are things that we cannot see. Your cat can see it. Your dog can see it. We cannot see it, but they're there. There are also things that it, we can't hear, that there is sound going on that I cannot hear right now. I, I will never be able to hear it, but it's still occurring. So with that in mind, knowing that there are things just that we are not perceiving that still exist. So that's kind of what I, I look at the shadow figures is in that way as well as it's my gut feeling is that we're just not perceiving how they actually look. I don't think that they're just made of shadow. They look like something. We just can't see it. I believe that to some degree as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ultra terrestrials, they may be, but mm. 100% agree with that. Well, let's go to Wendigos. Ooh, Wendigos. Is that like the uh, like a skinwalker? Similar, I... but not the same. I mean, similar, similar, hundred okay. percent. Okay. They're both they're both born of Native American legends of people right. doing horrible, atrocious things. Right. Okay. U usually resolve usually revolving around cannibalism, but the the Wendigos eat people, right? They that is supposedly how they got to where they are yes okay but there are also our stories of them being always existing just being a, a creature we didn't know existed but the, yeah. natives, the, the natives did supposedly but so this is one that even though i don't know much about it i put a lot of credence into what uh what the native american lore is on a lot of things i think they were very uh, spot on <laughs> on a lot of their spiritual beliefs and their paranormal and supernatural beliefs. Um, so I think there, there might be truth to that. If, if they believed that to be something to be real, uh, that was real and to be feared, I think there might be something to it. Yeah. Which I mean, I basically usually go the same direction as that because mm -hmm. Native Americans had everything we call paranormal Usually there's Native American stories, legends, or history of this these things being real or being ultra-terrestrial in a way, being spirits to them, what they call spirits, but to us yeah. it'd be ultra-terrestrial. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's stories of Native Americans trading with hairy tribes. They call them hairy man tribes. Huh. Which, what if that's Bigfoot? What if that is Bigfoot, not just a hairy man? So, I mean, they could communicate most likely through sign language or some other kind of talk because a, a lot of Native American languages were a little bit like gruntish and they would make different sounds for different things. So 
Sam is a Bigfoot in a way. So who knows? I mean, they didn't speak English till we came over. So it's a highly possible case, I think. So you, you, yeah. What do you think about the Wendigo? Do you think that's, I mean, do you, are you skeptical on it? You look skeptical, but. They, they exist. I believe they exist. Okay. Okay. They may have been here forever. I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe that's the frost giants that they write about in ancient Norse mythology. But, but I do not believe they have antlers like pop culture would make you want to believe. And I don't believe. I do believe that because I've heard Native American writings that say they are 15 feet tall. Multiple of them, they stick with the number 15. So 15 feet tall. I mean, that's terrifying. That's over double my height. And I'm a big, I'm a big man, but that's over double my height. So that's terrifying. Just terrifying. And yes, they suppose we, I mean, they suppose we are up in Canada and maybe upper Maine, like, they stay in the cold areas, from what oh. I've se- from what I've seen, from what I've read, from what I heard. They stay in the cold areas, like they don't go to. They don't go to you. They don't go to where where the hell is that? Um, Utah to visit their brothers, the Skinwalkers. Like they don't go there and like do that. But mm. they've always been seen like the Great White North. Oh, okay, okay. Which I don't know. I mean. I've heard, oh, not always though, because I had, I did hear, there was a documentary called Helltown, which I believe they said it was fake since it came out, but Helltown was basically a town, I forget what state it was in, but it was somewhere in the Midwest, and basically in the 70s, they just told all the residents you to leave. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a closed off town that you can't get into. And there were talk of a Wendigo possibly in the woods there, and a local church or cult was bringing it live goats every week or so, or every two weeks. And up to this day, they still sneak in and do it. And the goats disappear though. Yeah. Yeah. They're never seen again. Why would you keep something like that alive? Why would you do that? Well, as on my one show, global strangeness, we talked about when to go was one of our first episodes. I think our first episode actually. And that's one thing we couldn't find. How to kill a Wendigo. Huh. Because we were going to do a section. A, a, we were, we were going to do a section of our podcast every week about how to kill the creature we're talking about. But Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, just in self-defense methods. But there was no lore even on how to kill a Wendigo. Well, okay. Maybe that's why then. Why you, why you would... Theoretically, you would continue bringing food to a Wendigo if the thing can't die or is hard to kill. You know, what's the alternative if it doesn't have the goat? Maybe the next alternative is, okay, well, I'm going after you folks. So maybe as like an appeasement sort of uh, deal situation. What happens if a Wendigo eats a goat? What happens if the Wendigo doesn't get the goat? He will turn to human. Yeah. It reminds me of that children's book. What happens if you give a mouse a cookie? <laughs> That's where I was going with that. I was wondering where, yeah. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, have you seen the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch TV show? Yes, we've been watching it. Yeah. I have seen the first two seasons. I'm waiting for the third season to be put on Hulu, but uh-huh. I do 
I want to get Brandon. You you asked me on your show about dream guests, and Brandon Fugel is one of my dream guests because he's on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to tag him to get him to come on my show, but he's not responding. So <laughs> I'm hoping eventually, if I get bigger, he will. But um, I don't know. He's one of the dream guests too, so I want to find out what they're not showing that's really happening there too that he could talk about. Yeah, because you know so, there's there's stuff that they're not including, but the stuff that they are including, especially in the new season. Oh, oh. I know. Good stuff. I know. I know. I gotta watch it. I'm dying to. But it's just skinwalkers. I I believe anything Native Americans highly believed in. I believe in, and even with aliens, like there are drawings of aliens in the caves of every freaking civilization Mm -hmm. on Earth. Basically, there's drawings of UFOs. There's drawings of aliens, and there's drawings of cows and other things they see on daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Things things they see on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah. Or or things they see on a regular basis. I, should, I guess I should say because I doubt they're seeing aliens every day, even in cavemen. But yeah, there's no yeah. reason for them to depict a, a, a UFO or alien type figures in their paintings and their artwork, and for that to be kind of across the board too, like multiple different people doing it. Unless you're seeing something that you're you're trying to depict, right? There's no Is reason that, to. Exactly. Which yeah. I mean, and plus all the ancient st- structures that we can't explain how they built or why they built, and all their gods. What if all their gods were different alien species going to different parts of Earth, trying sure. to get trying to get allies or something, or teaching just teaching us? I mean, what if there is a dupe or a whatever they call it on Star Trek or a Senate like on Star Wars in space where it's all different species of aliens that are under one like agreement that they will talk things out before they do things to other planets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what if that exists and what if they said, oh, you know that backwater uh, dirt plant over that way? I think they call it Earth. Yeah. Um, we should go keep an eye on them before they become dangerous, which... <laughs> It's why UFO activity picked up when nuclear war started. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it picking up uh, now? I'm curious. Because the the human race is basically on that verge of extinction right now. Yeah. Yeah. Scary stuff happening. I, I fear for my kids. I fear for yeah. my kids' future. I mean, I don't care. I can go tomorrow and I'll be happy. But my kids are what I worry about. I mean, obviously, I don't want to go out. <laughs> Because of them, but I mean, still, I mean, it's not. I would be more sad something something about that happened to them that happened to me. But yeah, especially with the future that I don't know what it holds. I mean, yeah. Well, let's let's hope they're here to help. As we, I forget if it was your show or my show, but we talked about a spiritual awakening at one point, and we can end on this too because spiritual awakening. I think it is. There is something happening. I don't know if you want to call it a spiritual awakening or the other phrase you use, which I liked. Like a like a great enlightening. It's a, it's it's a yeah. shift. It's a shift in our in our collective energy. Is is what how it's been described to me. Yeah, I mean, who knows if in ten years or so, maybe the aliens will come to the freaking White House and say, "Your race is ready now to know we exist, like you've known since the '40s or '50s." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we told them you should have told them earlier. But um <laughs> and then the aliens will also say, Oh yeah, these big hairy guys right here I have a Bigfoot next to them. We put them on Earth 
a long, long time ago to keep an eye on you guys. And to the ones you killed, we're bad about that. But yeah, they exist too. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, that's the way I see it working out eventually. And maybe this great shift in the mind of Earth is just what we need for people to understand. And it's making paranormal become the new normal. Yeah, yeah. The, the next step in the evolution, bringing us all, bringing us all. I like how you tied it together, too, that, yeah, maybe like <laughs> if that were to happen at some point in the future, you know, uh, Bigfoot and, and aliens and, you know, all of this just kind of ties together a little bit. That okay, well, cool. before we end it, I will. I know I've hinted at this multiple times, so I will tell you my prison Earth planet. Um, Prison Planet Earth. Okay. Okay. Because my my listeners know this because I've said it before, but this has been a theory I've had for a long, long time. What if Earth, before we even came out of the caves, was a prison planet for the intergalactic alien order, dupe, the Senate, whatever, Senate of Aliens, whatever you want to call it? What if any, any race or any aliens they deemed to be bad, they just threw them on Earth, kind of, and like said, you're stranded, bye. Mm -hmm. Like kind of, kind of like what the British did with Australia. So, but what if that explains Bigfoot, Dogmen, Chupacabra, Goatmen, hmm. or Satyrs, and just that everything, a lot of these cryptids we can't explain, what if that explains them? Sea monsters, too. What if wow. that's a, what if they're from a water planet and they just got dumped on Earth because they were trying to kill other races or something now that is an interesting theory and that would explain why ufos constantly fly over earth because they're basically prison wardens mm -hmm. and that would explain five or six different cryptids at least hmm. <laughs> that's I, I was not expecting that i had no idea what you were talking about with prison earth uh theory that that is an exceptionally interesting idea. I I appreciate that. <laughs> that would explain, yeah, the fact that because it's it's like this mishmash when you start taking into account all all of the different beings and and entities and cryptids and all of these all of these creatures that people have reported encountering you know throughout centuries all over the planet. It would explain the fact, like, if are we just the tr the leftovers, the trash that's been like, okay, now we're marooning you off to Earth, and there you go, and it's just this big melting pot of everything. And they just didn't realize that the human race was going to be developing on this planet eventually, yeah. and then, and then maybe, maybe they either lessen the population of their prisoners as the human race got bigger and bigger, or they just got killed by humans and. It was just too long ago that we have no record of it. Because, I mean, they sold vampire hunting kits back in the 1300s. I mean, yeah, some people did just to make money, but there had to be a real reason they were invented. Yeah, yeah. Or all of these different subsects of creatures and cryptids and everything, they are all existing on their own, in their own reality, on their own plane here on Earth, but in their own reality. And when we see them, when we encounter them, those those planes are intersecting. We're catching glimpses of each other's realities. But everything is here. I don't know. Are that, we all, that, all existing in the same reality? 
that does play into the ultra that does play into the ultra dimensional mm -hmm. or ultra terrestrial theory too but yeah maybe I, earth, maybe earth is the reject planet in all dimensions but we found bones so that leads me to believe that they are here and they're not mm -hmm. ultra terrestrial because we found bone we found fur we if they're ultra terrestrial they wouldn't be leaving footprints yeah at least, at least in my mind oh true yeah but well interesting theory jeremy that's that's awesome yeah i figured i'd, been, I'd just throw that out there for you <laughs> but definitely but we've taken enough i take enough of your time today and as much as much as i appreciate you being here and it is getting late so before my wife kills me um <laughs> Kristen, why don't you tell all the listeners where they can find you and your podcast Sure. Yeah, you can find a Paranorm Girl podcast on all of the socials. My handle is at Paranorm Girl Pod on all of them. Um, I've also got a website, paranormgirlpod.com. Uh, I encourage anyone who wants to reach out. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you just want to talk about it. If you have any personal experiences you want to share, uh, send them to paranormgirlpod at gmail.com. And you can hear the podcast on any, any podcast platform. It's all over the place. I am on all of them, I think. <laughs> so there you go. Did I forget anything? I don't believe so, but all right. And yeah, some of them are hard to get your podcasts on. Like it's just impossible unless yeah. you actually are yeah. like they want like they want you to pay them. But Ugh. yeah, I won't. Yeah. I won't do those. Sorry, guys. If if it's a paid, I I, I don't want to. I don't think a lot of podcasters do those. So yeah. Yeah. But thank you for coming on again, Kristen. I appreciate it. And yes, please go check out the Paranorm Girl podcast. I definitely will be because some of the seasons she's talked about on this show and on. Her, our episode of her show they want me they make, they make me want to listen they make me want to listen because it's topics <laughs> it's topics i love so and i may i may just give into a few topics for future seasons here tonight so we'll see yeah i made some notes i'm gonna look more into mirrored men that's an interesting one i had a feeling that one would just click what you have <laughs> if you if you like yeah. if you tend to like the less fur and bones cryptids then yes yeah you piqued my interest jeremy so thank you thank you for having me on not a problem as all my listeners know Go to the Paranormal the Normal podcast group on Facebook, and everything I do is there. All five podcasts I'm on. I'm not going to name them off on here because that's a 10-minute experience. And you could also find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Bastard. And if you have any experiences, please reach out to me, reach out to Kristen, reach out to any podcast I have you on because we all like to learn the same things. So thank you for listening, and I will catch you guys well, in a couple of days, tomorrow, technically, but you'll hear this in a couple of days.